Hello and welcome. My name is Alex MacPhail and this is High Performance Teams. I'm a former aerobatics display pilot from the South African Air Force and I love talking about high performance teams, what makes them work and what we can all learn from them. In the show, we talk to race pilots, professional sportsmen and women, entrepreneurs, comedians, performing artists and more. Please enjoy and remember to subscribe. Good afternoon to you and welcome to the show. My name is Alex MacPhail. I love talking about high-performance teams and today I've got a very special guest. The Patrouille de France is the oldest formation aerobatic team in the world. They've got a wonderful show, nine-ship formation aerobatic team. Today I'm joined by the leader of the Patrouille de France. Please stay with me. Sam, how are you doing today in Salon de Provence? Welcome to the show. Hi, Alex. Oh, I'm very fine. Very nice day with a beautiful sun. So very happy to participate to, to, your, to your show, Alex. So, Major Samuel Lanas, you are the current leader of the Patrouille de France, the 2020 season. Uh, but let's go back a bit. For those who don't know you, let's go back to the beginning. As a, as a child, were you obviously excited by aviation, watching the air shows from the behind the fence as a, as a kid? And then joining the Air Force. So tell me about the beginnings. Where did it all start for you? So when I was very young, as many uh, young people, uh, I dreamed about being, uh, to become a fighter pilot uh, because uh, my father used to take me in uh, his little aircraft uh, and he used to bring me up in uh, many, many meetings and air show in France. So I was really decided to become to, uh, to one of the fighter pilots in the French Air Force. So um, I worked hard for that. Uh, I entered the French Air Force Academy in 2004. And then I, uh, I had my wings in uh, 29er. And then I, uh, I've been uh, flying the Mirage 2000C for three years and a half. Uh, there I became a two-ship leader. And after that, I went on the Ruffle Squadron. So I, I, uh, I stayed four years on Ruffle C, single seat, and I became a four-ship leader. And I finished my career on the Ruffle C with being, uh, for two years, a uh, flight commander in a specific squadron called uh, Experimentation Squadron. So we do all the test flights uh, concerning the fighter aircraft in the French Air Force. And then finally, uh, I, I, um, I decided as well to enter the Patrouille, to, 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 to try to enter the Patrouille de France. So uh, it's now my second year here. I've been the number four during my first year, like a slot. And now I'm the leader. It's the way it works here. So uh, every year there's new pilots who enter the Patrouille de France to be, to, to be the number four. And he said to be the future leader the year after. So now I'm uh, at, the, at the head of this brilliant team. It's not easy uh, every day, but it's really, really uh, amazing to do what we do here. And especially because it's like a, really a teamwork. And it's uh, the first reason why we are really happy to, uh, enjoy, to enter the Patrouille de France. Okay, great. Now, you've mentioned a, a lot of uh, interesting things there, and there's so much we can talk about. I just want to highlight just a couple of things there. Firstly, uh, as we've spoken before, and this is not very well known, in fact, I think you might be the only display team who operates this way. 
There's two distinct career paths for an Air Force pilot in France, one being a contract pilot yep. and the other being a, a career officer. And the, uh, tell, yeah. me, tell me the essential differences as when you join the Air Force. Uh, what are your opportunities or your expectations or how long you're going to be in the Air Force? What are those distinctions? Yeah. So you're right. We have two ways to become fighter pilots in French Air Force. So as a career officer or as a contract, uh, a pilot under contract. So you can choose your way, but you don't pass this. You don't have to, uh, you don't have the same exams. Okay. And when you become a career officer, so you're supposed to fly in operational units, operational squadron for 15 years. And after that, you're supposed first to have uh, some responsibility in it, like flight commander, like squadron commander or wing commander. And after that, you're supposed to go in the headquarters and all the staff to, uh, to conduct the way the French service goes. But if you are a pilot under contract, the selection is a little bit uh, easier because it's only um, dedicated to see if you have the ability to learn, to, to learn fast. And uh, that's it. So when you're like, like uh, under contract, you only can stay 20 to 22 years maximum in the Air Force. And, but you will spend all your years in operational unit as a fighter pilot, of course, but uh, you normally you will not have, uh, you will have less responsibility. You're not supposed to become flight commander or squadron commander. So in Patrouille de France, we have these two types of, um, of origin, okay? So the number four, the slot and the leader must be career officer and only career officer. And all the wingies, so number two, number three, number five, six, seven, eight and niner, they are under contract. And as they are under contract, they can't pretend to become the leader. That's why. That's the way it works. Okay. So it's quite a, quite a specific way of doing things. It's, it's unique. And, and it's a system, obviously, being a very old, the, the oldest display team, it obviously works for, for the French Air Force. But I just thought it was fascinating that you've been identified in the selection to be a leader in the Air Force, whether it's at a squadron level, the, the, the Patrie de France level, and later on in the uh, headquarters level. And, uh, and that plays through with the demonstration team. That's uh, fascinating. Okay, so you also then, um, you went through your career, you were a fighter pilot, uh, wonderful airplanes, Mirage 2000, Rafale C. Um, is it a requirement for the Patrie de France that you're a fighter pilot? Some Air Forces allow various musterings, the different helicopter yeah. transport. In the French Air Force, it's mm. fighter pilot for the Patrie de France. Yeah, you're right. And uh, moreover, it, for sure, we have to be uh, fighter pilots to pretend to enter the Patrouille de France. But uh, we must be as well for ship leader. And we, can, we must have at uh, as minimum as uh, 1,500 flying hours before coming here. So, in fact... We are all of us are force leader and experimented pilots. Okay, that's great. So it sets the tone. Quite, that's right. Of course, it's, it, it can seem a little bit selective, but uh, maybe it's because we are the oldest patrol in the world. I don't know, but the way we work here, it's like uh, sometimes old stuff things, but we uh, we appreciate this uh, this way to do. Uh, the tradition lives on strong, and obviously you have a. Uh, 
a large sure. jet formation aerobatic team, there's a, a certain level of a base level of, of competence, of ability, and, uh, and that's the, the entry requirement. Okay, so now let's talk specifically yeah. about then the, the Patrie de France. Now you, you get to this level of qualification, and you mentioned every year you have uh, three new posts, new people coming in. Yeah. How do you go about yeah. uh, identifying? If I'm a pilot in the Air Force and I want to join your, uh, the Patrie de France, uh, how do I apply? Uh, what is the process? And how many people do you look at each year for these posts? Yeah. So, uh, so each year we, as you mentioned, we have three, uh, three pilots who leave the patrouille and three uh, new pilots we uh, come in the patrouille. And as everybody is fighter pilots and uh, for ship qualification, etc., etc., we uh, we don't request any technical skill to uh, choose our success or the, the future pilots. So uh, each year around. 10, 15 pilots are volunteer to uh, come uh, to come with, with us. And uh, first, the uh, the Air Force will do some will uh, will select some uh, some some people to uh, allow them to come in. And so after that, we have so 10 or 10 to 15 to 15 guys. So we we ask them to come visit us for only one day, only one day, and so they come uh, two by two or three by three, but not, of course, all the people uh, together. So um, they will spend with us one full day, so with the two flights, with the, the meal, with the sports training, and finally we'll have a discussion, so one, one candidate versus the, uh, the whole team. So the idea it's just to have a human feeling between us because we are convinced that every fighter pilot in the French Air Force can uh, fulfill uh, the formation, the winter formation, if he can uh, listen from the beginning. So that's the main specific points we try to, uh, to find on each candidate. First, can, uh, can he do the job with, uh, with, the, with the team? So is there a good feeling with this guy? And uh, is he able to uh, to learn from the big from the beginning, so from the taxing, from the takeoff, from everything to the end, to the like the canopy open, we can debrief it. So here we debrief everything. So we want guy to be a listener, of course. Okay, that's great. I love that concept of uh, you've established that everyone has a base level of ability and that people yeah. can learn. And now you, you, you're essentially spending a whole day in discussions, in exercise, in meals, and, and, and the one-on-one -on -one conversations, the, the new candidate with the yeah. whole team discussion, and just really seeing, do we fit in? Do we gel? Are we going to spend the next two, three, four years together on the road? We're going to be sharing hotel rooms. We're going to be in the bus together, in the briefings. And that's a great approach. And, and do you see the passion already at that point? Is that where you, do you see the passion lighting up in the candidate's eyes? And is that, is that one of the things you're looking for in these days with your potential new candidate? Yes, of course, but uh, mainly all the candidates got the passion. They have the passion in eyes, of course. But as it's really important day for them, uh, sometimes 
and most of the time they are quite uh, uh, stressed you know sure. they are uh, it's really important so there uh, there is not big loss between us during this day even if you know the guy before sometimes we have been flying with them in, uh, in our operational units but once they come in here they have to do uh, they have to to be liked by all the teams so it's really important so uh, it's it's really specific sometimes it's not uh, so good moments because uh, it's like uh, wow we've got some some we can have some people really in it with a passion in their eyes but uh, something doesn't match and it's uh, we can't uh, we can't select the guy okay so we know that many of them is going to be really disappointed but uh, that's uh, that's the job and that's the way it is okay as you can see <laughs> Sam, okay, then, uh, so now you've gone through the selection process, you've spent the day, you've found the person, and then you, they, they get the go-ahead. You say, you are our new uh, number two, number three for the season, and then they leave their squadron, they come and join you at, uh, in the Salon de Provence, and now you go into your winter yeah. training. So the winter time in Europe is where you build, 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 and you get ready for the next season's summer show. So talk us through that training camp. What does that look like? How does that, how does that work for the, the new candidates? Um, but first, uh, they will have uh, three weeks as a formation flying, as a uh, four-ship flight, okay, like uh, only by one box. And uh, it's for them to discover the way to fly in the Patrouille de France. But of course, as they are only a four-ship, uh, we consider that the, uh, no precision really is really uh, expected at this time. We only, we only want them to be, uh, to be safe, okay, and once... They have spent these three first weeks as a four-ship flight. Everybody uh, come back from the holidays, and we start as an eight-ship, and we're sure that the brand-new pilots are going to be safe with the, with the rear box uh, behind them. Okay. And then once you've gone through the, uh, the four-ship mode, then uh, how long is your training camp in the sort of early stages of, uh, of the new candidate before you're able to to fine-tune the actual display and, you know, the, the last part. How long is that initial stage for a, new, a newcomer to the team? Um, so uh, everybody uh, has to train for middle of October to middle of May. So everybody, uh, it's, uh, it's a six-month uh, training for, for everybody, in fact. So at the first, uh, first time of the training, there is only three weeks dedicated to the new pilots. But after, everybody will uh, learn a new uh, role in the team because everybody slides from one uh, position to another one. So, uh, for example, in December, everybody is learning uh, at his new uh, position in the patrouille. Okay. And even the leader. Even the leader, yeah. You've moved forward now and you're taking <laughs> control of this. Okay, I'm going to just yeah. put up a, a nice picture here. You've told me before that you're a, 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 an eight-ship display, but sometimes you, you call it Big Nine. And here's a big uh, picture uh, of uh, Bastille Day where the, the team's coming over in the colors. Uh, talk us through the sort of the pride of the team. That's in the middle of the year. It's uh, middle of summer. You guys are slick. Yeah. You've trained good. And now Bastille Day, you get to, to demonstrate the, the, the colors of France. Yeah. So, of course, the Bastille Day is really important for, for a team during the season. We can't just, we can't think it's only a flyby as a night ship, but as you can imagine, as we are 
We are opening the ceremony. We are overhead our brother's arm over the Champs-Élysées with the French president and many, many people looking at us. It's really important to do a really good, good flyby at this time. And we are, of course, very proud because uh, we, are, we are military. We are fighter pilots. We are in the French Air Force. So to uh, serve our country is really important, as you can imagine. So to fly with a French flag and to do a big French flag in the sky over at Paris, moreover, it's, of course, really, really important for us. Oh, lovely. Okay, so now a, a great, as you say, you, you're French Air Force, you're a fighter pilots, you've got uh, the, the distinction of delivering with precision, but of course everything begins at the briefing. Talk us through what a briefing is like and what it's now for you as the leader of the team now to be briefing your men and getting ready for the show. Yeah, so uh, we always brief the mission uh, the same way. So first, we talk about uh, weather, uh, aircraft, disponibility, contingency, and so on. And we finish by what we call the music. The music. It's when the leader speaks, and he speaks what he's going to say in the aircraft for all the pilots of the team to mentally uh, imagine being in the cockpit and to do exactly the good thing with the stick and the, um, and the throttles. Because, for example, if I call cadence, cadence bien, cadence encore, cadence mieux, cadence plus, cadence toujours, everybody knows that I will put five, uh, I will use my trim five times, so they know that if they are in the good position, if they use a trim like me, they, go, they will stay in the position. And for the same for the throttles, I can, uh, I can say the réajuste uh, un poil, so we adjust a little bit, we are just more, so they know that they have to put 1% more on each engine, 2% more, or sometimes 3%. So it's really uh, uh, really precise, and it's, um, what is interesting is nowadays, many, uh, many people, many sportsmen train like this, so they, they, they think about their competitions mentally to be, to be sure, to be in the to be in the, in the white uh, conditions when they begin. So we do the same here and we do it for since uh, 20 or 30 years, I guess. Okay, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's so everybody, everybody is, listen, is listening to me and uh, just imagine they, imagine they are in the aircraft and uh, so that's why you, you've got some people looking on the right side, the other one is looking uh, down and uh, it's really interesting to see, to assist at, at this. No, it's great, uh, Sam, and I, I love it. I've, I've managed to sit in on one of your briefings as well when we were together in, uh, in uh, 2010, and it, it, it's a wonderful yeah. experience to see uh, professionals in the zone, ready, and going through that mental rehearsal. It's, it's, as, it's as good for your brain and the stimuli to actually, uh, to, as if you're in the, in the display itself, so that when you get into the display, it's like it's the second time you're doing it. And that's great. And then, as you say, during the display, yeah. you're giving the precise information for your wingman. The communication is key. And, uh, and it's, yeah. it's just a wonderful thing to see this, the, the slick, the professionalism and the, the discipline that goes through with it. I want to put up a, a picture yeah. here of, uh, yeah, of the Concorde formation. It's a beautiful undershot going into the loop. Uh, talk us through some of your, this is the Concorde formation a picture up now, you can't see it, but uh, talk us through some of the various display, uh, the formation postures that you have. Uh, this one is very iconic, it's recognizable, of course the French yeah. are involved. And what other, yeah. what other so, ones stand out for you? So, in fact, we have uh, like uh, 15 uh, different type of formations, 
but all the formations are, uh, um, are coming from two main formations. The first one is the diamond as a H-ship, okay, and the second one is Concorde, as you can see on your screen. So, um, so every formation we use in Patrouille de France, uh, there is uh, either a, ba um, a diamond base or a Concorde base. So you just have to look of the four ship of the front box, so leader number three, number four, and number two, and if the wingies are close to the leader, it's a diamond formation base, and if they are uh, just uh, on the wings of on the number four, you can uh, you can uh, conclude that it's coming from a Concorde formation. Okay, great. And, uh, and so for, ex for example, you've got a picture of the Sting formation, but we call it TAR. Yeah. It comes from the Concorde base, of course. Okay, now the, another, another nice thing is you mentioned going into, into uh, Paris for Bastille Day. Uh, you have air shows all over, the sh all over the place. You tour Europe as well. Here is a, a photo going over yeah. um, uh, Sacré-Cœur in Paris, another nice formation, but nice distinct colors. The aircraft are painted so nicely. You've got three bold, bright colors in the flag, in the uniform, in the smoke. That really just adds that something special. Tell us, talk us through some of your uh, your fond memories of of displays all over the place. We've got pictures over the water in in France, in in Croatia, etc. Tell me about some of your interesting tours and displays and different air shows you've been to. Yeah, but for during one season we 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 perform around forty five or fifty uh, air shows. So, so it's hard, hard to, to remember, remember all these places, <laughs> of course, sure. but, but some of them are really specific. Um, I, for past season, what I can remember first is uh, one little air show, but it was in the town where I was born, so it was really uh, emotional for me to fly uh, just uh, ahead my uh, my family and friends, and of course many, many people. But, but it was really, really interesting for me for that. that. But, but mainly for the whole team, uh, specific dates have been, uh, of course, uh, the Air Tattoo, because it's an, uh, a big, big air show in, in Europe. And uh, finally, what I can say, uh, yes, we, we flew uh, in Croatia, in Zadar. It was really nice because we met Krile Oluja, so it was a really good, uh, um, really good mission, of course, for that. And uh, what I can say to conclude a specific air show, um, sometimes we had a really good feeling with um, spectators. So, so sometimes you don't remember the flight, but you remember what you had on the ground with the people. Because after each flight, we go on the ground to, uh, to, to share hands, to uh, speak with the people, to say to them, OK, come in the Air Force. You, you, you can, can do, do the same job like us, so don't be afraid. <laughs> and sometimes you really uh, meet good people and you can remember it for several, for a long time. Yeah, that is a wonderful part of it to, to just be a human yeah. behind the uniform. I mean, they, they, look at, they look at the paint scheme, they look at the jets, they look at the smoke and they see the uniform and then you could talk to them, sign a poster yeah. for them and just interact. Right. It's, a, it's a critical part of the display team. And you do a yeah, good job really to promote. For us to, uh, to that, okay. And uh, so I put up a picture there of flying over the water you sent me for Brittany, and another shot here of uh, flying. You can see this coastal uh, coastal crowd here, 
Um, and yeah. the people are in the water. Uh, if you zoom in closely, just about every single person has got a camera out. They're in the water. They're loving it, this <laughs> display and the, the sting display, the dar. And uh, t- uh, tell us about air shows that are flown over water and how that would change the way you approach the show. Yeah, of, yeah, it's re- it's a. Uh, Really, really specific and dangerous to perform uh, an air show over the water, as you can imagine, because our low key point is uh, is 200 feet when we are the HC formation, and during when the solo performs the cross, the cross just in front of the of the of the line, uh, they are they are flying at 200 feet uh, just above the ground or the water. So we have. We are quite close to the ground or to the to the water. So the main danger when we are just uh, like in the beach and uh, etc. is that once you are over, uh, over a flat a flat water, really flat water, and with a sunny day, it's really really hard to feel the altitude you have from you to the water. So um, we we don't we don't change our way to fly, okay? Because or, or, or the, the way we do is it's always the same to be as more precise we can, of course. But we know when we take off from um, over a water air show, we have a little, uh, a little uh, highlight during the briefing, of course, and in the aircraft to the, okay, believe, believe your altimeter, believe your parameters, don't, don't only feel the attitude you have because sometimes you will be wrong and it's gonna, it, it can be very dangerous. So before the season, we only have one week dedicated to this type of training and we go in Corsica. Uh, we've got an airbase uh, located at Solenzara, so Middle East of the Corsica, and we perform uh, 10 flights over headwaters to be able to feel this, this kind of danger, of course. Okay, great. Thank it's you. really important for us. Mm. It is. It's, a tricky, uh, it's tricky to fly over water anyway, but now you've got these vertical maneuvers and, and observing the base yeah. height. Um, glad to hear that you, you have dedicated training for that. Tell us about flying this Alpha Jet. Is it a forgiving airplane? What is it like? Is it, uh, it looks to me like you strap this on like an old leather jacket. It just fits perfectly and you and you, you snug. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, uh, the, the Alpha Jet is a very, very good aircraft. First of all, because he uh, he's really he's really safe. Okay, you know, really, really safe. If you if you lost control, you only have to release the stick and to put idle, and you will you will stop his uh, his loss of control, and you can recover it. So it's really, really um, we are really confident in uh, in the Alpha Jet. And uh, so we uh, we use we use the, this aircraft since uh, 1981 or 82 uh, as a training aircraft. Okay, we have our wings on Alpha Jet, and we perform after the wing uh, graduation. We perform the first operational mission on it with uh, bombs and uh, gun pod to train like the basic uh, fighting maneuvers and and so on. So it's a really good aircraft because really safe. And for the world training of the fighter, French fighter pilots, it's a good transition before going on Rafale or Mirage 2000. But now it's quite, it's getting older and older, as you can imagine. So the uh, French Air Force decided to use now uh, Pilatus PC-21 to, uh, to train the young pilots 
but in Patrou de France, we will fly uh, for several years um, still on Alpha Jet. Okay, great. So also by the time your your uh, your new teammates get into the team, into the, the Patrou de France, they've already had the basic training, the jet training, and uh, was certainly your current team. But going forward, that's going to change. Um, it, it looks like it's just a, a pleasure to fly, but obviously it's always, uh, there's ups and downs. And you're a full-time aerobatic display team. Your job is to showcase yeah. the Air Force, yeah. and obviously that's a lot of time away. So talk me through a typical week. What does it look like? You, you, you say goodbye to your family on the Wednesday or Thursday, and you'll see them again uh, on Sunday. Yeah. How does your week look? Yeah. So, during the season, we, uh, the, um, the standard rhythm is to have two air shows uh, during the weekend. So, we consider that we have to train on each side we are supposed to fly our air show. So, if we have two uh, official air shows during the weekend, we must train and fly two times on each uh, side before. So, we, so, the standard rhythm is to take off from Salon de Provence on the Thursday. We go on the first side of the air show, we perform one training. Then on the Friday, we go on the second site and we perform a second training. For the Saturday, we stay on the second site to perform the official training. And on Sunday, we go back to the first site. We train on Thursday to perform the official uh, air show. So, and on Monday, we go back to, to our home, to our home base, Salon Provence. But this is the standard reason. But, but sometimes, sometimes you can add, of course, uh, another site, or sometimes you, have can, you can have official flybys, uh, and sometimes one flyby can be more uh, stressful or uh, demanding of as a uh, demanding effort uh, more than a, than an air show. As you can imagine if you are very important people. For example, I uh, can remember last year we performed a flyby. Um, as for the 6th June, um, overhead President Macron and President Trump. So, uh, as you can imagine, we, we are forced to be more accurate, of course, on the timing and on the track. So, that's it. But the standard reason during the summer is to have only two air shows during the weekend. So, we, 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 we go from Thursday to Monday. And when, when we, we go back, back on Monday, so we debrief on the weekend, we prepare the, uh, the next one. On, um, on Tuesday, it's like a free day, Wednesday as well, but as a leader, I will have many works this summer to anticipate some things. And on Thursday, we go back to the aircraft and we, we continue the, 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 the weekend and the season. Okay, well, it, it sounds like it is definitely hard work. Uh, Obviously, there's a, there's a different rhythm to your normal Air Force pilot. Your family might not be used to that, getting into it. And you do your season of two or three or four years in the team. Wonderful experience. Obviously, there's a bit to give and take there. But uh, I can actually remember I was sitting on a trip. I can't remember which hotel I was in. But last year with that Macron and Trump, uh, I was uh, watching live on TV. And it was wonderful to see that. Um, <laughs> so let's, I want to put up, an, I wanna put up a, a picture here of the... the the smoke, I mean, that's that dull formation you talked about, but that nice, bright, you've got a, you've got a bold uh, flag, you've got a bold smoke, and it all it ties in nicely. It really is nice to be able to, to showcase the, a big team. It makes a nice uh, display, you've got nice colored smoke, and, uh, and certainly very patriotic as well. Mm. Talk us through your, your time last year, the various formations all over the place, and, uh, and flying in the slot. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's, it's a, a very specific uh, uh, position in the patrouille because we are there's aircraft in front and the on the side and uh, just behind. But you're really concentrated only. In fact, I always had to to maintain my position uh, looking at my leader. So um, first, uh, at the beginning, you are quite. Um, Surprised, surprised to see the aircraft very close to you, but quickly you are refocused really on the leader and you you forget everything is going on uh, just in, uh, in, on the each, each side of you. And for the guys who, uh, who are just behind you, 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 you only have to trust them and you know that if you are not in position, they will take you into account and they will avoid you closely and they will help you to maintain the good one. So my only job was to be in position regarding my leader and not to uh, feeling concerned by everything what's happening around me. It's quite difficult to imagine first, but once you're in the aircraft, you know that it's it's so hard to be in the good position that you are really happy to, to can... Uh, <laughs> You can not to be concerned by the, the other things happening, uh, sure. of course. And, uh, and the opportunity being in Europe, uh, being a place where there are lots of other formation teams, and uh, you've got Italy, you've got Spain, you've got Portugal, the UK, the Croatia, uh, Switzerland. There's just so many opportunities. Have you, uh, tell me about some of the, the nice formation flights that you've done with other teams. Does it, is it any different yeah, yeah, for you? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we, we had the... We perform a, a beautiful, really beautiful flyby with a Britain jet team, and uh, as you have, maybe as you have seen in the video, the, the aim was to fly the biggest French flag uh, ever in the sky. So we were like a 15 ship formation performing a French flag, so it was really, really. Uh, we were very proud of, of, of it, of course. And, and just for the, the for the little story, story I was just I was on the uh, left outer place, place so really far from the center line. line. So, so it was really hard for me because you, are, you have many, many effects of uh, distortion. So, so the, 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 the farthest you are you are from the center line, the, the biggest or the distortion of the formation. So it was really really interesting for me uh, technically, but we are we are very proud of to, to try this formation. And, and the second, second um, interesting flight we had with another um, uh, aerobatic team was at Riyadh, at the Riyadh. At the Riyadh. We performed a flyby with the Red Arrows and the two, the two teams were in Concord formations. So it was like a beautiful, magnificent tribute to the Concorde. So the two formations were in Concorde, the two teams were in Concorde formations, Red Arrows in front, Patrouille de France in the rear. And so it was really nice to fly with our friends of the Red Arrows. Sure, that's a, that's a wonderful way to tie it all together, the, the British and the French with the Concorde as well, the two teams. I saw that picture earlier, it's a, it's a wonderful shot. And uh, the other thing that... Uh, um, that is, you know, people are asking questions about you know, being in, the, in the, the French Air Force. Do you have any limits? So I just want to address one or two questions that have come up. Are you, uh, is there a limit to a, an Air Force pilot when you have to stop flying? Is there a limit to uh, an, an age limit, should I say, uh, for the Patrie de France? Or how does that work in, in the French Air Force? Well, I know. Uh, in fact, uh, 
everything depends of uh, if you are a career officer of a contract officer. So for a career officer, as long as you are supposed to be in the operation unit, you continue to fly. And once you are in headquarters, you continue to fly, but of course less uh, less than before. But there is no no. Um, no specific ages to, to as maximum to fly, but as long as you are um, medically uh, ready to fly, you can continue to fly. Okay, and uh, so for example, Patrick de France, I'm uh, the uh, the second youngest pilot, I'm 35, okay. and uh, the oldest got 40 or 41, and uh, so 41, you can imagine that it's quite, quite, quite many for, for an aerobatic team, but it's, uh, it's uh, Atos 6, it's our oldest pilot here, but uh, really fit. <laughs> Despite his, uh, his great age. <laughs> a great age. Uh, 40 is a good age. Uh, don't give the 40-year-olds a hard time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you were mentioning, uh, folks, if you want to add a question now, as we, as we get to the wrap-up, I'll take some of your questions coming through. People are talking about uh, you know, the United States being such a big country. They've got a West Coast team and an East Coast team, uh, you know, the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels, etc. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know... Uh, one of the things you mentioned earlier with the, the Breitling Jets trying to get that big French flag. So the Freccia Tricolori of Italy, they have a claim to have the biggest national flag ever made. And that they, they measured it with their, their green, white and red smoke with five nautical miles. Did you measure your flag that day? Are you talking about the smoke that came out or the <laughs> width of the formation? How big was your flag? Uh, 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 to be uh, to be honest, I, I don't know. We were in close formation as a 15 uh, arrow, uh, 15 ship formation as an arrow, but let's say it was of course less than five nautical miles. Though, so the French the Tricolori still have the world record on the biggest uh, national flag in the air. Okay, well we can we can put down a challenge. Maybe you go for the bigger one. Uh, you know, once you guys get out yeah. there and start flying, there's a there's a, a, a challenge for you guys. Um, also, uh, it was uh, a pity we didn't get a chance to get together uh, last year when I was in Toulouse, but uh, maybe sometime in the, in the future we'll get a chance to come visit you guys down in Salon de Provence. It was lovely. It would be lovely to meet up with you at, yeah, your, sure. at your headquarters. But uh, Sam, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciated all the, the insights and all the sharing of the stories. I'm sure the listeners had a great time too. And I wish you all the best for the unlocking and when you start your air show season, all the best for the yeah, new yeah. team and the new display. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you for listening. I'm excited to have you on this journey with us. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and remember to subscribe to the show to catch weekly episodes so that you can build your high-performance team.